This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Okay, I want to welcome Rita Suarez to this episode of the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Rita is from Campo Verde Alpacas, just outside Melbourne in lovely Australia. It's so good to have you with us and welcome back. Thank you, Steve. I'm so pleased to be back. Yeah, it's great to, to have you. And we we had you on uh, on the show last year. Yes. And things things have changed a bit since then. And we went through the whole kind of stuff in Australia with all the bushfires. Yes. Uh, and the, 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 the worry of, of it's advancing and advancing and all the devastation of all the the bush but also the damage to farms and houses and uh, and you've gone through that and now now we're into mid- <laughs> midst of other things with the the old coronavirus and, and COVID-19 it's it's a challenging time um and and yet the alpacas don't know anything about it <laughs> exactly. it's just a just another day they still need to do their feeding and and, and all the things that they do so we're not just ignoring the virus we're not pretending it's not there. We're acknowledging it, but actually, we're also trying to have a bit of normal uh, and share some 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 good stories and and stuff to do with the alpacas. So, I know things have been advancing and changing for you since the last time we spoke. What's what's been the biggest change? Do you think the biggest change? Um, it's hard to tell. The biggest change, I think, it's just. Um, trying to connect with more people via the farm and changing according to the world that's changing as well, if you know what I mean. So we've had the bushfires and then since then, um, well, we've done a lot of improvements because we moved to this new farm. Um, So when I spoke to you last time, we had just moved, um, settled into a new farm and, you know, with the animals and everything. And then um, we spent a whole lot of money on fencing. So that's what we did uh, in the summer. Not ourselves, but we paid someone to do the fencing for us. Um, Yeah, that's always helpful. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's the best way to get things done, but it's very expensive. True when yeah. it's someone else that does it. Um, but he was a really good fencer and we had paddocks um, that didn't have any laneways and it was really hard to move animals. Um, it wasn't set up for alpacas and every paddock had barbed wire and we had three alpacas that actually got injured um, in the barbed wire. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So we thought, look, let's – you know, let's get rid of the old fencing and put the new internal fencing. So we did all the internal ones. We actually had a budget. um, So we didn't go all the way. Uh, We had to compromise a little bit. So that was a big improvement and a big – it was like three weeks, I think, that they were here, uh, the the fencing people. Really? Oh, so a lot of fences. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of fencing, yeah. yes, yes, a lot of change. And because we had the animals, so we have got, you know, 20-something animals, we've got three entire males, right. we've got females, we've got animals that are growing and that sort of stuff. So they all need their own area. Um, 
the fencing was done in stages so that we could move the animals around the farm. I remember, well, it was way back now. <laughs> it's surprising how, t- how the time goes. But I remember you sharing a, uh, a picture or a plan of of the the area and the your proposed fencing and trying to get some feedback from other people about you know what any, any other thoughts about where we put gates and where we put because yes. it, it's one of those things that that you you need to think about it and you work it out but yes um it's better to plan a bit more than just do it do you know what i mean so 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 actually planning in the laneways and the, and how am i going to move them from here to there yes. and that kind of makes such a difference if you get that right you can always add in another bit of fence or another gate and but if you if you get as right as you can in the first place yes it makes such a difference so that's that's really wise and it's a good investment it's a good it's a very good investment um i got some really good advice from different farmers um the I think that everybody seemed to say, put as many gates and, and laneways as you can. Mm. Uh, gates and laneways are always good. Unfortunately, we had to cut back just because of the budget. It costs a mm. lot of money. Um, the good thing that I'm happy with is every paddock has a trough. Oh, and yes. it's um, and the troughs, they are connected to a water tank and it's – you know, it's automatic. Um, yeah. We can even shut better. Them down. Oh yes, even yes, better. Yes, <laughs> I don't I've have carried, to go with the hose. Car- I know. Well, I've carried my fa- my fair share of of containers full of water because there was no water supply, and it's it's it it soon becomes tiring, not just physically, but you kind of go, "Why are we doing this?" And so, yeah, it's great having yes. the having it all wired up and not wired up, but piped up. Yeah. Oh, yes, good. that's it. Yeah, it's all piped up. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have enough money to build shelters, right. um, but this property has good tree coverage. Mm. So in terms of shade, they get really good shade. What we're finding now is the rain started. It's funny because when we were talking before, mm. it was summer here in Australia yep. and there was a drought and the bushfires um, and now we're getting it's it's autumn um, and uh, we're getting now the cooler weather and more rain mm. so we're thinking oh we wish we had saved a bit more money or you know for <laughs> uh, yeah. for shelters but that's all right you know yeah it'll come it'll come it'll come yes yes um, so that has the biggest change. The other biggest change has been um, just doing a lot of things online. And I, I love posting photos. I love taking photos of the animals. And because I'm spending a lot more time at home mm. uh, because of, uh, you know, working from home and things like that, I'm able to go outside, uh, you know, during my lunch break <laughs> from yes. home, yeah. you, know, you know, from my homework. Um, and, and go and spend time with the alpacas and, uh, and it's fantastic because it's Korea season for us. Yay. So, <laughs> so going into Korea season and, and that's, you've got 20, you were saying 20 in all, um, yes. in terms of alpacas, but they're not all females. So how many Korea are you expecting this season? We're expecting five. Yes. Five Koreas. Um, so we have... Five, uh, so, and out of those five, we've had three born. We've always had so many boys. <laughs> so, since we started with alpacas, we've only had one girl born out of our own mates. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. I think <laughs> sometimes I wonder, you know, there's all sorts of superstition about, uh, you know, why 
boys are born and why girls are born. And science says, look, yeah, like you know, you know, there's no, you know, reason really. Mm. Some people say, oh, it's it's because um, the females are eating too much, you know, protein, or they're not eating this, or they're not eating that. Uh, you know, part of me think, oh, is it the position <laughs> during the mating? <laughs> Or, you know, but anyhow, so we've had all males, just one female. Um, And this year we had a boy born, absolutely gorgeous. And then the second Kriya was a girl. And it's so exciting. It's like, oh, it's a good, it's a a beautiful Kriya. And then you check the gender. Oh, it's a girl. It's even better. Even more exciting. (laughs) More excited. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then the third Kriya that arrived uh, three days ago was from an alpaca that had given birth in the past. So, yeah, she was fine. And we're sort of expecting an easy birth again. And she started going into labour and um, in the morning. And she was lying down, just doing the normal things of, you know, like alpacas mm. in labour, you know, getting up and that sort of stuff. And I started noticing that she was, you know, straining and straining. And and I thought, gee, that sounds funny. I, and I thought, oh, I think it's going to be a difficult birth. And I thought mm. that, but I immediately went, no, Rita, don't think that at all. It's going to be normal because she's had a normal birth before. Um, and then she started pushing and pushing and nothing was coming out. And the minutes were passing and I thought, why is it so difficult? Anyhow, she got to the part where the head comes out and then one leg. And um, and then you start panicking, you know. So we are a very small breeder. We haven't had, you know, many births. We've had, I'll tell you how many births we've had since we started. Uh, One, I think we've had five Kriyas born so far. And I'm going, okay, is that the normal one? And then you try to go back to the workshops and all the things that you've, you know, attended in the past because mm. we've done, you know, birthing workshops. We've we've got books at home that we bought and we've read. And, and my head is trying to picture what's the position of the fetus in utero, you know, because there's all those pictures mm. of the fetus when it's an easy birth, when it's not an easy birth. And I started panicking and I thought, oh, dear, the other leg's not, you know, coming out. So I... I called my partner and he was panicking as well. I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? So then I, you know, had my phone and I went to see who was online <laughs> at the time on Facebook. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Which of the people I know is online? Well, first of all, I texted a very good breeder who's a friend of mine who's only a few minutes away, um, you know, by car from here. And I sent right. her a message saying, I think this is a difficult birth. There's a head and one leg only, you know, what should I do? But there was no response. So then I went on Facebook. Okay, who is online now that I know? Um, and I messaged a breeder who was online. And I said, you know, this is what's happening. And he said, oh, that's that's okay. <laughs> um, and he's an experienced, <laughs> Slow down, don't panic. It's okay. Yeah. And he's an experienced breeder, you know, he's had thousands of animals. And he goes, oh, you just need to put your hand in inside the female um, and, and feel the leg that's inside and see if it's the front leg that's stuck and, you know, try to manoeuvre, find the, the, the pad, the foot. 
And uh, okay, so let me try that. So I put the gloves on, put the lubricant. You know, you got to you know yeah. put the lubricant. Absolutely. Uh, and then, and that's the that's that is the hardest thing. And I'm thinking, what's going to happen? Is she going to bolt away and run? But she stood there. She was beautiful. Mm. And she stood and she didn't move. I put my hand in and I'm thinking, oh, dear, I don't want to tear anything. And it's so tight. And I had done a workshop in the past with a very, very good breeder. And she set up a box that was supposed to mm. be inside the, the female alpaca with a cringa and we we had to put our hand in and just feel um you know without actually seeing you know what was inside mm. um as a as a as a way to like this is what it you know should feel like but when you do a workshop like that it's much easier because you're not under stress you know you know it's a box you're not going to hurt the box yeah um but yeah. when it's live and I had my hand in and I thought, oh, my goodness, this is so tight. And I could feel the baby and I could feel the mom. And I'm thinking, oh, I can't find the leg. And then I found the leg. And then I started thinking, is this the front leg or the back leg? And then I said to my partner, Anthony, I said, Anthony, I think it's better if you do the, you know, maneuvering because your arm is very thin because <laughs> I'm a little right. bit chubby. I'm chubby. Yeah. So, and I thought. If he goes in with his arm, it's going to be very thin. It's not going to – so there he goes. He puts on the gloves, put the lubricant, and he's panicking. Poor Anthony. He's like, oh, my God, I don't want to hurt her. <laughs> and he, he puts his hand in, and the Korea goes, hmm. And he goes, oh, I don't want to hurt the Korea. And I said, Anthony, just keep going. And then it's funny, you know, because once he was doing it and I was watching, I was able to calm myself down. And I kept talking to the breeder on the phone. And he said, that's okay, you're doing well. And he was so patient, so patient. And that's when you really value the importance of the alpaca community. You know, mm. people that you meet, you might not see them that often, but they are there to assist you, you know, when things go wrong. Anyhow, to cut a story short – Anthony was panicking and then I had calmed myself down and I said to Anthony, Anthony, I'll go in now. Then I went in again and I put my hand further in and I found the foot and I knew that was the front leg. The alpaca, she was absolutely gorgeous, this girl. She started mm. pushing. So, so she started, you know, mm, sort of, you know, straining. Mm. And as she would push and strain, I would move with her. I've never yeah. experienced anything like that. It was magical. And then I was able to pull the leg out. Then she rested for a bit. Then she got up, pushed a bit more, and it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw the I saw the you had the pictures on there with um with him up and and running around. He's so active. Uh, I know. It's yeah. Such an active so, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great story of of how you've learned and and how you kind of go. Oh, I can't do this. I'm panicking. You're not sure. And and then you've you've been through that. And it next year, next time, there's a feeling of okay, I don't know what this is. I I I can work it out. And I can I, I just calm down and just take it easy, and yes. and the animals trust you. Yes, they they know what they know what's going on. They know that 
there's something not happening quite the way it should do and and they trust your uh you know i think they'd much rather you weren't <laughs> involved um but th- but when there's a situation like that they seem to know and they seem to 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 trust your intent is to help them and and uh, so uh, that's so good to hear yes and it's it's a challenging challenging process to to go through that and learning but it's it's hard won experience that will will stand you in good stead for the future. So that's that's, that's excellent. Right. Yes. Yeah. I just imagine I don't know like how they do, um, you know, with human medicine. <laughs> I'm sure they've got you know better dummies <laughs> than what we do with alpacas. Um, yeah. But it's it's that yeah, look, transition of yes, I've learned it in theory. Yes, I've done a workshop and yeah. I, I know it. But as you said, calming yourself down. And having the courage that you can do it, but it's almost, I was always thinking, should I call the vet or can I do this? And thinking also, if I call the vet, can the vet get here in time? And all those sort of things that mm. go through your head. Yeah. That's the, the biggest skill, I think, is to know quickly when you're out of your depth, when you need the vet. Yes. Uh, or to, to to get someone else to come come and help. And it's a really... <laughs> Really challenging thing at the moment when um when people are not moving around and people are on or in lockdown that's to, right to be able to, to to work out how how do you how do you get the support and the and the help so it was great the, oh very very good thinking getting online see who was there yeah. see who else was online and, and make making the connection that way it's brilliant well done yeah yeah so oh, and it's great and, and i'm is he st- he's still doing well the little one he's still doing well he's still doing well uh very active so um, he's very well. He's drinking. Mum is really well too. Um, she was quite puffed, you know, in the back mm. area. But now it's, you know, come down. Uh, the only thing is, I mean, it's fun, isn't it? In the summer we're like, oh, where's the rain? Where's the rain? But now it's bucketing down. Mm. Now it's bucketing down yeah. here, uh, which is fantastic. And my partner, Anthony, uh, he's just giving me the okay with the head. <laughs> as um, saying, yeah, I've checked. Uh, he's gone outside. It's evening now as we're talking, Steve. Right. So he's gone outside yeah. the paddock um, to check on the little ones and check the two, um, you know, females are still due. And it's all fine. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. That re- recurring popping out and having a look and checking yeah. in uh, career, career watch. Yeah. Um, and I've got, I've got some females who <laughs> – Oh, he's here again. He's here. He's, and they, they kind of stand and stand and watch me. And, no, I'm just checking around. And, and, and they, they only relax when I start talking, sort of walking away. And, and yeah. Oh dear. Uh, but uh, no, they 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 do understand the intent. Yes, uh, I think that's right. So yes, that's, that's good. They get they get. That's really you. good. The other thing that we had was oh yes, the other night because you wanted to talk to me. And we were going mm. to talk last night, and I said, oh, um, I'm sorry, Steve, but I have to cancel. We had an alpaca. Uh, it's one that's pregnant, and she's due in three weeks, but she's um, she wasn't well. And the look in her face, and that's the first time that I saw something like that, and I thought, oh, dear, what's happening? But she's better. And, you know, mm. what I think happened was maybe the Korea was moving, mm. was making some movements, and she wasn't, you know, and it might have been painful or 
or in our discomfort. And um, well, yeah. when it gets to this stage, there's not a lot of room. No, that's um, not there's right. not a lot of room anyway. <laughs> but uh, even more so when they get getting close, and it's it, yeah. they, and you, you see them sometimes. You can you sometimes when I'm I'm feeding them and they're they're a few weeks away. You kind of you suddenly see this this kind of oh, and there's a there's oh that was a leg, just kind of poking out the side yes. and things and, it, and it, it move, moving around and, and seeing the twitches. Um, and uh, they they'll they'll try and cush down as normal, and they go, oh, do you know that's not very comfortable? And they roll onto their side, and, yes. and so there's there's lots of little adjustments going on. Um, and uh, yeah, so, yeah. so we, that's that's lighter for us. We're going to be sort of June sort of time for for our career arriving. So I'm just sort of thinking ahead and, and working out. Well, no, what do, what do I what am I short of? What do I need to make sure I've got all the the, the, the gloves and the lubricant and the yes. and things all, all just in case. Yes, that's uh, right. So that's right. Yeah. Get all set up. Very so. good. Great. Good, good. So the grass is uh, going to start growing now, presumably, once you've got a bit of rain. Yes, yes. Um, although we're going into – so it's autumn and we'll be going into winter. So um, in the area of Australia, you know, where I am, so it's the south of Australia, we get mm. wet – autumn, winter, spring, and less daylight. So, obviously, right. it'll be green, but it won't grow too much. <laughs> Not too much, yeah. Oh, that's a challenge, much, isn't it? Yes. You, you, want, you, want, yes. you want enough of everything. We've just um, had a very long – we had a long, wet sort of winter, really, uh, and, it, and the ground was just oh, so much mud everywhere. And we've had a, about a week and a, and a bit now of, of dry weather, which is great, and the, the ground's all firming up. Um, yes. And I'm watching the the water level in the lake, and I'm starting to see it going down. I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's interesting. <laughs> it hasn't ah. been this low for a long time, um, yes. and it's it's fine. It's, but but the grass here is doing well at the moment, which is good. So we've yes. we've got that balance of of the sun and the. It's been wet, and then it, we've had the sun. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the springs, you go, oh, it's just wet, and you don't get the sun. Yes. Okay? So, it, so the grass is not. It's kind of there, but it's not really doing what it could do. And other times, you've got the sun. But you don't have any rain, and therefore it's it's not doing anything either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, need, it needs the right balance of things, and you, and you can't do anything about that. That's just whatever the weather; it'll do its thing, and you just got to work with whatever you get. So, we, of course, the future is a bit of a challenge, isn't it, going forward? Because oh. um, we're not sure quite about timescales. But um, you you got plans? You got still still got work to be to be done on the farm. Yes, um, and- uh, lots of work. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of work. <laughs> Lots of plans. There's a master plan. Yeah. Uh, what we don't have is the money. <laughs> oh, so we, I know. Yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? It's like, oh, dear. Um, so uh, there's a lot of um, physical work that we need to do now to get ready for winter, uh, just getting firewood. And we've got some plans down the track when we are able to save more money. Um, and obviously, all the shows in Australia, they've been cancelled, all the alpaca shows, all the mm. agricultural shows, you know, workshops, face-to-face workshops. Uh, we can't do that anymore. So, I'm thinking of ways that I can still, you know, connect with people and can still learn and, and share and share yeah. the alpaca Yes. So, 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 in terms of the fleece and the things that you do with that, yes. I, I've I've seen the videos. I know that you knit, um, and there's some lovely things where you're actually sort of knitting in the field with the the alpacas. That that's where the fleece came yes. from, uh, which is great. So, are there the is that the main thing you do is it, in terms of knitting, or do you do crocheting as well, or? Main thing that I do is knitting. So when right. I was nine, my mom, you know, dragged me to a knitting club with her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, and I was, you know, one of those things that you dragged to as a child, but now I really thank her for that. So teaching has been the constant in my life. I know a bit of crochet and I've done, you know, some crochet. I've done a lovely um, alpaca toy. Right. in crochet and it's been filled with alpaca fleece and it's lovely, lovely. it's, it's yeah. like a little toy but knitting is where I'm more comfortable and because yeah, I've, I've got an idea I, I've got an idea um, yes, um, I'm not we'll 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 talk about it and then we can share the details um assuming we can get it off the ground but I was just wondering about maybe doing a a knitting class yes um that we could we could do a, a an online around the world knitting class and yes. you you could you could teach people how to knit uh, and talk about the you know, kind of the work that you're doing and, and what you're doing with the fleece and how it's different from maybe some of the other wool uh, or the the yarn that you get. Um, and just see if we can we can <laughs> we can get a little knitting class going on across, around the world. So we'll, we'll have a chat about that because I, I think okay we we can't we can't do things getting together, but maybe we can get together a different way. So let's let's yes. see what else we can do. And if anybody uh, listening's got any bright ideas about things that we might be able to do to keep connected. Uh, yes. things then do let us know uh we'd, we'd love to hear from you so sharing um you know, patterns as well uh yeah. for knitting or for crochet the other thing that's really fun is felting mm. yeah hey. that's that tends to be what we do most uh is is the wet felting uh, ah, rather, yes. than dry, rather than dry but um yeah. uh and we <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got no excuse because we've got less activity got here than we we, sh- we yeah. should have time to be able to to get to the fleece and, and and do more with it, but it doesn't seem to quite work that way at the moment. But uh, we hope, hopefully we'll we'll get some some of that moving as well. So that would be be good. Yeah, yes. no, lots of ideas. You know, it's just having the time and the money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so we we must we must try and do something else we'll we'll, we'll try for that yes. hey, it's been great talking with you rita thank you so much for for sharing your your account of the the arrival um so it's I, i'm really glad that it, it worked out well and you've still got two two to come um so we'll we'll watch for details uh online so people can find you on facebook um and 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 website as well a website and on Instagram, yes. And I and I share all the photos. I just love taking photos. <laughs> so you know, hopefully there'll be babies. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah, yeah good yes. stuff. So thanks very much. Great to speak to you, and we'll catch you again soon. Thank you so much, Steve. Bye bye. Bye. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day.